0: Hello everybody, welcome to season three For the girls, that is crazy to say, but I hope everybody had a restful break. We certainly did. The season, although it still feels far away, is just around the corner. We have car launches in early February and then testing soon after. Many teams, including Ferrari, Williams, Alfa Romeo, and Aston Martin, have announced their car launches for early February. Mercedes and McLaren are rumored to launch theirs on Valentine's Day, Alpine on the 7th. So lots of fun stuff coming up around the corner. But this episode, this is a fun one. We're going to be going through our F1 New Year's resolutions. It's sort of like our podcast version of the ins and outs posts you probably have seen oh, yeah. on Instagram. Maybe less focused on the outs and more on the ins, but we're going to have a fun time. Um, with that, I'm Tiggy. I'm
1: Chessa. And I'm Sarah. So let's start off with sport-wide, some New Year's resolutions, ins for 2024, things we want to see. So my... Main one, if I could pick one, would be having at least five race winners. So last year, as you all know, we only had three, Max, Checo, and Carlos in 2024. What do you all think? I think if we had five, it could be the Red Bulls, obviously, and then maybe Carlos or Charles, and then I would love to see Lewis and Lando. But I guess really we need seven, (laughs) but five would be a good start compared to this year.
2: And when you say seven, you mean adding Charles and adding who else?
1: Oscar. Let's go. Or Not George. <laughs> but then where's jo- but then I don't have a spot for George. Well, Let's I have heard. eight Oscar. race winners. Eight race <laughs> winners. Let's go. Both Red Bulls, both Mercedes, both Ferraris, and both McLarens.
2: <laughs> oh, That takes the fun out of it, though. But then, and then what about, what about Alonso?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, there's too many options. Okay, if know. we like, had to pick five, what are you, what's your best guess for five? If I had to pick five, I would pick… Max, Checo, Charles, Lewis, and Lando.
2: I think that's pretty good. I would take out Lewis and add Alonso.
1: I would
0: take out Checo and add probably Oscar. I would go
1: Max, Charles, Lewis, Lando, Oscar. We're leaving George out to dry here, though. Like, I think maybe I would put, I would replace Checo with George, maybe. It's true. It depends on how good the Mercedes is. George only had two podiums
0: last year. So it's, it's, I don't know. We'll see. You know, I love George. Wow.
2: (laughs) Eat your, I hope everyone ate their grapes at midnight and wished for this because it feels like a lot's going on. Um, okay. So one of my resolutions for next year is less related to the racing and the drivers and more related to F1 as a whole, but like we need to see a woman on the podium. In 2024, this feels like a very, very low bar. It's happened before, and I can't believe it didn't happen last year. So, for people who are listening and don't know what that means, basically, at F1 races, the winning team is allowed to bring a representative of their team onto the podium. So, 10 years ago, the first woman stood on podium. It was Jill Jones, uh, Red Bull's head of trackside electronics. She stood on the podium at the 2013 Bahrain GP, and then in 2019, we can remember we saw Hannah Schmitz of Red Bull take the podium after she did that amazing. strategy call for max in brazil and then in 2022 we had one woman stand on the podium joanna fleet group hr director at red bull it kind of feels like red bull is charting the way here but i know there's a lot of people that are involved in f1 teams a lot of people that could be on the podium but we know that there's a lot of amazing women behind the scenes so i'm just a little salty that it didn't happen in 2023 and i hope we'll start off 2024 strong and see some ladies up there
0: yes i certainly certainly hope so for me, Sarah, I'm going to take your five race wins and I'm going to raise you a fight for the championship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is very wishful thinking, oh but God. it's my New Year's resolution. I want it le- I don't I just don't want Max to win it like so early. I want there to be some level of guessing even if it is just fighting against his own teammate, which I don't think sadly is going to be the reality, but I would love for someone just to be like have Mathematically, an inkling of hope somewhere far into the season.
1: So,
2: (laughs) mathematically, right?
1: Mathematical (laughs) inkling of hope. Okay, so who who do you want your championship fight to be? Who do I want, Lewis? Who do I
0: think? (sighs) I could I could see one of the McLarens if they start where they ended in twenty twenty three. I could see Lando potentially fighting. Charles is also an obvious answer but he seems to be so cursed that I feel like it's it's difficult to bank on that.
2: If we look at the first half of the 2023 season, who was Max's biggest contender then? Cuz we know in the second half it was really McLaren. Checo. Was it was it Checo?
1: It was Checo for several races and then not necessarily Alonso directly, but they kind of looked like a strong car. the strongest number 2 team. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'd say probably if there's going to be anyone, obviously this is us not knowing how the cars are going to come looking, but based on how the cars ended last season, it would be a McLaren. I'm also so curious what
1: the energy would be like between Max and Lando. If there is some type of fight or they actually are kind of fighting for P1 more regularly, because they're probably on the grid, two of the closest friends off track and a commentator joked last year, like that's much easier to do when you're not actually Competing and you're never wheel to wheel and you never kind of have these inc- incidents and so we saw a couple times this season some Lando Max wheelable action but it was like very fleeting maybe only a race or two so if that's kind of happening every race that that would be very interesting yeah love to
0: see it trouble in paradise potentially Martin Garrix might have to step in and mediate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: angsty song on the resolution
0: (laughs) oh that's a good new year's resolution more songs from charles (laughs) More sad songs or maybe he'll start winning races a victory song start pumping out edm bangers
1: what What would a victory piano song be like
2: (laughs) boom 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 boom. i have no idea um okay another one for me is a sillier silly season than 2023 i don't know you're here Call me spoiled. I think 2022 level of silliness were off the charts and maybe something we won't see again for a long, long time. But this season, summer break really left me wanting more. And I think coupled with the fact that we didn't have any rookies for the upcoming 2024 season, and then some drivers' contracts will be expiring, I think by the end of – or by silly season of 2024, we might be in for a treat just given the fact that we're due for rookies. Contracts will be switching up. I think hopefully that's a – Reasonable, feasible wish on my end.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this when all, when either when Silly Season was going down or right after that, like this year's Silly Season and 2025s is going to be off the charts, especially I think with like 2026 new regulations. A lot of contracts are up these next two years. So I think it's going to be crazy. And I agree we didn't have a silly, silly season, but we did have the DeVries debacle before silly season, which was a shock to the system, I think, for everybody. <laughs> so yeah, I think we got that
1: Danny was – so, kind of took care of the whole silly season, but since it was beforehand, I think everyone got to August expecting something to happen, and then nothing yeah. did. But a nice amuse bouche, and then zero <laughs> entree, and we were left hungry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe the silly season this year will be Daniel Ricardo replacing
2: Checo. Oh, that's actually not that crazy. <laughs> I, think I know that's I've been crazy. To, I was such a broken
1: record on this, and was obviously wrong about the end of twenty twenty three. But I think it's much more likely for sometime this season. I hope Danny can kind of step up to the pressure and really perform the first few races. And obviously, that's going to require AlphaTauri having their act together as well. So I'm very curious to see what will happen. Well, Dude, there's so much. As, as our <laughs> slightly more Danny Ricardo skeptic.
0: I don't I, – I just don't see it. I mean, I I could see Red Bull doing it. I just don't – I want to see more from Danny to feel like he actually deserves a number two seat at Red Bull, and I just don't feel like I've seen that. Not necessarily his fault. He had horrible luck coming back, having the wrist incident, not being able to race. The Alpha Tauri is not the best car last season. I do think it's going to be interesting what Alpha AlphaTauri looks like because there's so much m- rumbling about how it's going to be a lot closer to Red Bull. Team principals, I think, have started to make some comments of like, is Indeed. this fair? Is this okay? So we'll see what that looks like and how that pans out. But if Danny gets into the AlphaTauri, has a good shot at like being kind of top of the midfield Top ten on occasion, like I could see it happening if Checo really
1: doesn't perform. Wait, do you think
2: it would happen mid season or just at the end of the season for twenty twenty five?
1: Um, it's Red Bull. I think it could happen anytime.
2: Yeah, I mean, never say never.
0: Yeah, I guess it depends on how much time Checo has been given to prove
1: himself, if any. (laughs) So Max got his seat. I think it was after Spain. Whoa! What's that? May June, Kvyat, and put in. Max, wow! Very early. That
0: is early. Well, we'll find out. Um, I, I don't know. I, I had a feeling Checo would keep his seat this season, and I think that's been true so far. But I don't know. Next season's totally open can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. A, a next one for me is that all ten teams publish some level of a sustainability report. I think we all know that the teams are three-starred FIA accredited environmentally um, and that's performed by a third party. So I definitely, you know, am happy about that, but I do think they're very differing levels of teams commitment to kind of being open and transparent about progress and what, you know, strategically they're planning, you know, Mercedes and McLaren are really kind of for uh, at the forefront on that. And there are a handful of like, You know, the car manufacturer teams that have sustainability reports, but they're not racing focused, like Mm, Ferrari, Aston Martin has, like, for the Lagonda, I think, has like a sustainability report for their Racing Green initiative. But there's only really like a handful of words referenced to racing in there. So there's no real racing dedicated sustainability report. So there's a long way to go for most teams, but happy that Mercedes and McLaren are kind of showing how it's done. And I hope the others follow suit.
2: I feel like it's maybe a little bit of a factor of how much money and resources a team might have. So at least from Ferrari and Red Bull, it would be really nice to see it. Yeah, agreed. For me, I really hope at least
1: some of the the back-of-the-pack teams can make a meaningful step forward and give their very talented drivers some opportunities. I've said this a million times, but my main hope for that is Botas and Alfa Romeo.
2: Yeah. So talented.
1: He's such a fast driver. I would just love to see him be able to – get into q three or have a couple just really strong points finishes to also keep him excited and engaged in the sport because he has so much going on outside the sport. I feel like they need to kind of give him a car that makes him really excited about racing. um excited to see what happens with that rebrand maybe with <laughs> uh, right wow. I um maybe just kind of a new chapter for the team I think is exciting. Same for Haas. I also would love to see a bit of a Haas step forward. I think they always have these little glimmers on Saturday and then it doesn't translate into Sunday. So if they could work on race pace and race performance more, that'd be exciting. Yeah, I agree fully. We'll see if the
0: rebrand <laughs> moves them up a few slots on the grid. Makes the go faster. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Um,
0: I just want to see Drake at some Grand Prixs. That would be incredible. Maybe he'll show up to Montreal as our Canadian.
2: <laughs> oh my god, that's actually a really good thing that we can wish for. Yeah, That's a good prediction. What was his first foray into F1? Didn't he
1: lose $200,000 betting on Charles? I think it was Miami. I think it was Miami. I think he
0: bet (laughs) $200,000 on the first Miami race, something like that, on Charles and lost
2: it. And he like blasted it everywhere. (laughs) Everyone knew.
0: So he's like, let's pour more money into F1 partners and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. For me – I think meaningful involvement – this goes a little bit towards, Chessa, your first one on seeing a woman on the podium. But for F1 Academy, I really just want to see meaningful involvement by all 10 F1 teams and drivers in F1 Academy, especially now that we're co-loc- co-located for the F1 Academy races. We saw a little bit of that in Austin. Um, we saw Lewis and George come over. We saw Carlos with Marta, that sort of stuff. But just, like, want meaningful Involvement. So, what's going to happen this year? I think, as we've talked about, each F1 team will now be sponsoring an F1 Academy driver for the 2024 season. Which is great, but we hope that teams get a little bit more creative, go beyond just the the box check of that. We've seen some specific stuff happen, like we said, Lewis, George, Carlos, um, and McLaren has like fully embraced Bianco, which is great. Mm-hmm. But uh, hoping all teams kind of take that step and really make them a part of the team and make it as as feasible of a pipeline as possible because that's the whole point of this.
1: Amen. Agreed. My last one as kind of a general resolution is I think we've made a lot of strides on this front, but I really hope F1 and everyone in F1 continues to be inclusive and supportive of American fans and new fans from wherever they are. I think now in the era of three American races, I hope that the races continue to deliver and that people really in the greater F1 community start to see the U.S. as a super legitimate source of both fandom, great racing, all of the above, and are just super inclusive of new fans, especially female fans, but really just anyone who wants to get into the sport. So love to see kind of more informative information from F1 on that front because we were talking about this with Tony Cohen Brown. We have talked about this a lot, but it's so hard to just sit down at a race with Absolutely no backstory. Not necessarily having watched Drive to Survive, and I don't think that many people have watched Drive to Survive in the past couple of years. It feels like a little bit less of a pipeline. So we need kind of new ways to help explain the sport to new fans to make sure people can get excited and understand what's going on, so that yeah, people don't sit down for the first time and just say, oh. One, one guy's winning and they're driving around and I don't get, get why people like this.
2: That's so true.
0: <laughs> I would add one more that's related to this, Sarah, that I am hoping for and that might help American fandom grow, establish credibility, is the green light for Andretti in 2024. That oh my is God. my, yeah, that is my goal. That's so good. <laughs> uh, let's hope. I think there are so many reasons, like pros and cons to it, but I think overall it's really good for the sport to have two more spots for drivers, to have an American team that's fully, you know, American and not just kind of pretending. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that
2: would be insane.
0: I think that it would, would be so great. Fun. So let's
2: hope for that. Women's health is so important and balanced hormones are key for that. We've been loving Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth, who's committed to making women's lives easier. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, science-backed herbal extracts that help the body adapt to stressors like hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. We love it because it helps us maintain optimal hormone levels and supports our mood and general well-being. There is a reason that one bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code F1R the Girls at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code F1R the Girls for 15% off today. We all need a little extra health booth sometimes, and Fleur Marche makes it easy for us to supercharge our wellness. Their botanical wellness patches have been such a fun addition to our routine. We just stick them on wherever we want. They have them for sleep, relaxation, focus, and other things. And the patch delivers ingredients to your body in a subtle but effective way, and the results last up to 12 hours. Fleur Marche also has botanical gummies and their new organic nutritional powder green machine. They only use the best ingredients and are tested for potency, contaminants, and heavy metals before and after production.
0: And one of our favorite things, we also love that the company is founded and inspired by women with the mission of helping us feel 100% every single day so that we can have full energy and crush it every day. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code FORTHEGIRLS at checkout. Orders over $50 also get free shipping. Go to fleurmarche, fleurmarch com. Use code FORTHEGIRLS for 20% off your first order.
2: Okay, friends, it's festival and concert season, and you know it's all about the boots this year. That's why you need to make Tecova's your number one place for festival style this spring, and don't forget to shop their seasonal and limited edition offerings, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. We love Tecova's. They have a first-wear comfort, which basically means there's no break-in period. It's the best thing ever. So stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personal. Personalized and with regular live music and events, there's really no in store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, though, just visit tacovas.com, T E C O V A S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges, and they ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Okay, so we did some general resolutions. I know we talked a little bit about drivers, but let's go through some potential specific driver resolutions if we have them. Starting with Max, let Sarah, we can let you take this one. I'm sure you have many resolutions for, for maximilian
1: <laughs> I want to say my main one, just way more opportunities for him to race wheel to wheel. I feel like he was getting bored last season. Everyone was getting bored <laughs> last season. Even if he's still winning, at least kind of what we were seeing in Vegas of lead changes just needing to fight for it a bit.
2: Okay, not to jinx it, but I, and not to be rude about it, but I think my resolution for Max would be a potential DNF, just so we could see someone else <laughs> dominating. Just one, we'll see. Um, okay for Checo I think for me a resolution for Checo of course is to beat Max in a race and honestly like I don't know if I'm taking taking it too far here but that could even be part of his contract like you have to beat Max in a race or else you can't (laughs) drive with us in 2025
0: I feel like that's an unfair bar for him (laughs) I think you you have to consistently be coming second in every race in that Red Bull for us to feel like you deserve the seat But beating Max in a race is difficult. But I agree, it's a good thing to shoot for. (laughs) For Lewis, I want him to win a race so badly. It has been a two-year drought, a winless streak for him. So, really, really hoping that he wins a race. I would take any race, but Silverstone, Brazil, those would be some really good ones. Just given his his fandom in both
1: or Austin too. I love how
2: much American,
1: yeah, America. That would be great. That'd be so fun.
0: Or maybe he'll just come out the gate in the first race and win. That would be great.
2: (laughs) Okay, Diggy, Hold your horses there. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) For George, I think we already said this, but it would be really nice to see him have more than two podiums. I think a few more podiums and a win would be nice. He's Um, so consistent. He deserves it. For Charles, podium in Monaco, I don't want to – I'm just gonna say podium because I think asking for Charles to win in Monaco would be way too much and would jinx the whole situation. But no, go big or fun. go
0: home. Let's break the Monaco curse. Charles is gonna okay, win. But what if
2: <laughs> this entire episode jinxed the entire season and then everyone gets really mad and they're like, "Who did this?"
0: <laughs> you mean every single driver is not listening to this podcast? I mean, they totally are. <laughs>
2: um, Carlos, anyone? I, I hope. hope
0: you go first, Sarah. No. We okay. might be saying the same thing. <laughs>
2: Maybe, yeah. I think we're almost
1: approaching a situation in Ferrari where there isn't a clear number one. I think, exactly. yeah. Charles is obviously the the chosen child of Ferrari, as as everyone has said a million times. But I think Carlos is so hardworking, such a top performer who's able to like drive from a, such a strategic mindset, even in difficult situations. And I think like a genuine who's the number one driver fight between them would be really fun. Yeah, that's exactly what
0: I was going to say. I think having him challenge Charles weekend in, weekend out would be a dream, as he kind of did last season, partially due to bad luck from Charles and mistakes and stuff like that. But he's a great driver. And I think I also hope for him, this isn't really a New Year's resolution that he would control, but like less strategy calling from him needed. <laughs> that he has to do, yeah. 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 Proud of him. Um,
2: moving over to the McLarens. Okay, this is kind of a wild card for me, and not really related to racing. But I think since Bianca is now at McLaren, I could see a world in which like Lando and Bianca develop like a really good mentor-mentee relationship. I think that would be really nice if they, if we could even see that happening.
0: Yeah, I'd love Lando to be consistently on the podiums. I think beating Max of- in
2: every race. You mean
0: <laughs> that would be <laughs> nice? But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that far. But I would say consistently on the podium for Lando would be great. Oscar. Same, really. But, like, how about a race win?
2: In the first half of the season. Okay. Right out the gate.
0: Okay. And more more tweets from Nicole Piastri. That's also oh, a yeah, resolution.
2: <laughs> how about Alonzo? Ooh. Is, how long is his contract until? Does anyone know? I, I think if they just said multi multi year yeah, uh, I was gonna say like maybe this could be his grand finale season, but maybe like the precursor to a grand finale season. I don't know.
0: I have a new year's resolution for Alonso. I want him to step more into the role of Sebastian Vettel as a That's grandfather a of the sport. I want him to start championing causes that are important to the world. And it doesn't have to be sustainability. It can be anything. But I would love Alonso to use his maturity and his wisdom and his experience for the better. Did you and just call just him on grandfather, TikTok. a
2: grandfather of the sport? <laughs> yes i don't even think he has a single child if you're <laughs> 40 you are a
0: grandfather <laughs> your grandfather of f1
2: <laughs> i don't
0: have any for stroll no more <laughs> anger issues <laughs> okay. or displays of <laughs> aggression how about
2: that okay what about for the alpines? Less penalties for
0: Ocon. How about that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, less
2: (laughs) DNFs.
1: Just The most DNFs is such a horrible stat to have, and I can't imagine how discouraging that must be. So finishing the race would be a good start.
2: For me, for Gasly, I just hope that he gets the Alpine car that he deserved. I think in 2022, the team really was like fighting at the top of the midfield, and then last season, it kind of really dropped off, and I think that was probably – A gut punch for gasly and he deserves a really good car so hopefully something that can make him shine agreed all right who wants to take danny sarah go ahead babe danny a
1: win a home race win i don't know i have such big expectations for him but i i hope he's in the red bull seat at some point in 2024 that's my main one
2: Okay, I'm going to leave it at that because that's that's a pretty high one. So we and no that.
1: injuries or
0: things that would prevent him from being in the car and showing off his stuff. <laughs>
2: and Yuki, um, less race radio meltdowns maybe?
0: That's a good one. Less cursing? That's a good one. I would also like to see him battling Danny. I mean, I think we saw a little bit of that towards the end of the season from Yuki. Yuki did pretty well. So I would like to see Yuki and Danny actually kind of duking it out for number one driver.
2: All right, Sarah, tell us about Bottas. I know you had some – you talked about him earlier.
1: Bottas needs his time to shine. Just something. He was so good at Mercedes, and I think it now feels like such a long time ago, but he was a way stronger second driver than Checo is. Like, he would be Mm. routinely getting poles, kind of making Lewis work for it. So he's an amazing driver. I would love to see at least a couple races where – he can really kind of show his talent in a fast car.
2: Yeah, he needs a good car, a better car.
1: Agreed.
0: I think same for Joe, but also Joe, he's no longer a rookie. I feel like once you get into your past your third or in your third year yeah, beyond, you're no longer a rookie. And he also has a home race this year. So I'm really excited to see kind of what that brings for him. And he's a great driver. I think Joe is really talented. So put him in a a little bit of a faster car and I'm excited to see what what he can do.
2: Um, For KMAG, I think for me, in general, for Haas, it would just be nice to see them qualify top 10 and then also have the race pace to stay top 10. So basically for both of the Haas drivers, I hope that they can finish a race top 10. More yes.
0: More daughter appearances for KMAG. I would like that. Aww.
2: She's so cute.
0: <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg also, also we, too.
1: It must be hard too. There's – Something that's probably maybe a little more fun or feels a little better if you don't have a great quality and then you're picking cars off on Sunday and making your way through the field and finishing better. I feel like it must be so discouraging to kind of come off Saturday on a high or happy with how it went and then just sit in the car for two hours on Sunday, slowly dropping back, watching people pass you. So I feel like it's a really tough position to be in, so hopefully… We see a bit more in 2024. Agreed.
2: For the last few, I think for Williams or Logan specifically, I just think if we, if all of our other resolutions around like the American fandom continuing to grow, and you know maybe an American team, like I really hope that Logan is able to get more points this year and step into his role as the the American driver. I think like obviously in your rookie year to not have an American driver in so long, like it's really hard. But now that he's he's been around the block for a year. To really have him, like, step into that role and, like, guide all the American fans along the journey.
0: Yeah, I really respect James Vowles and Williams for sticking with him for another year. And I really and hope that he he really takes advantage of that and steps up because I think he can. I think first year, a lot of jitters, a lot of stuff going on. So, yeah, I I am hoping a lot for for Logan this year. And Albon too. Albon had a great 2023 season. I would like to see Albon consistently in the top 10, assuming that that Williams car is as fast or faster than last season. I would like to yeah, see Albon.
2: Yeah, it was actually a pretty good car last season.
1: Consistently in the top 10. I guess the problem is who are we demoting because we're basically no, wishing everyone to be in the top 10 and there's only 10 spots.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs>
1: Uh I think AlphaTauri
0: is gonna stay be below top ten personally, unless they really have like a Red Bull two car. Um who else? I don't I think it-
2: Aston Martin Leo, yeah. same. will. If Aston Martin can't get with or can't keep up this whole like I know the development race was something that they struggled with last season, I could see them like clawing at nine and ten.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll see. All right, so we're now that it's 2024. We're gonna do something a little new. So I went to this live podcast show. If anyone listens to Political Gabfest, great podcast, politics related, but they do this segment called Conundrums. I certainly do not. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's not important. This is not political related, but they do this segment called. Conundrums where they ask each other like difficult questions. It could be would you rather's. It could be just like a question that we ponder. So I think that we should end our episodes this year doing something similar, but obviously F one themed. So Love every it. episode will end with a quote unquote conundrum. Maybe we can think of a better name for it. But I want to start Kinda like conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good <laughs> word. Um, I want to start with this one, and they're just going to be fun. They're not serious. It's not something to be taken seriously. But would you rather get $10 million a year to drive for Haas or $100,000 to drive for Red Bull? My problem with these
1: questions is I always ask clarifying questions. That's fine. You Are you saying <laughs> a multi year deal or? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like just in perpetuity, I would drive for Red Bull.
2: Interesting. <laughs> like, so my clarifying question is like, am I like. A driver that has one foot out the door am i like loving? oh you?
1: true like
2: for me right now like i love f1 i hated going karting so to me i'd just be an f1 for the money like i wouldn't just do <laughs> so i would be i would take the 10 million dollars
0: <laughs> that's that's okay that's fair um <laughs> I would approach it more from like a mindset of you're an F1 driver. This is your career. You want to do really, really well and you want the glory. So oh, I would probably pick Red Bull. Red Bull. No, yeah. but everybody thinks about it differently. So Chelsea is <laughs> going to take the money and run. Sarah and I are going to make $100,000, which is a lot of money driving for and Red glory,
1: Bull. And glory. <laughs> yeah. Duke get out at Red Bull. Yep. I love it Jess is just immediately like this would require me being in a car and I would not enjoy that
2: <laughs> that was like one of my lows of 2023 karting. <laughs> the level of adrenaline that it required I did not enjoy but I'm sure we'll do it again in 2024
0: <laughs> well with that great to be back in 2024 we can't wait we have lots more coming for you before we get delivery launches and then testing and then the season but thanks for tuning in and we'll chat soon